0: Mishnah in the beginning of Rosh Hashanah teaches us that there are four Rosh Hashanah. That Echa Benisan is the Rosh Hashanah for count for the dating the kings as well as counting the regalim. Uh, uh, Elul is a Rosh Hashanah for Miser Behema and um there's a Rosh Hashanah Lishmitin and Yovlos, we ca- how do we count, <clears throat> and vegetables, which which year it belongs to. And there's a Rosh Hashanah Li Elon, Rosh Hashanah Lilonos, Mahlochis Shvat or Tubishvat, we Tubishvat. So with all of those other Rosh Hashanahs especially the Rosh Hashanah Lyorokos and the Rosh- we don't have such a celebration. Somehow or other tubishvat Rosh Hashanah Ilonos seems to take a very significant place. We're going to have a tubishvat seder; it's a whole very significant. <clears throat> so I want to try to understand a little bit about what's going on when we talk about a Rosh Hashanah for trees. And really, what we want to understand is trees. So there's a pasuk, very strange pasuk. I mean, the mitzvah is not strange, but the metaphor is strange. <laughs> You're going into battle. You're going into battle. You should not destroy, you should not chop down fruit trees. A very practical thing. You want to you want to have the fr- the fruit trees are there to provide you fruit. V'oto don't cut it off. Ki, why not? Ki ha adam hasadeh, lavomi panecha b'matzor. Adam, man is eats hasadeh. Man is the tree of the field. Some kind of a metaphor for man and trees. So when we Think of trees, wood, eitz. Hopefully you've already been exposed and you pay attention when you're davening. Ki eitz chayim hi ba. So the most famous metaphor that we have for a tree is not a man. The Pesach says, Ki ha'adam Man is like a tree. We'll see why. But of course our famous metaphor is that he ate he la Torah is compared to an age, to a tree. So we're going to try to get an interface between Torah being compared to uh the the tree being a metaphor for Torah and a tree being a metaphor for man. So the Maral has two places where he explains to us why the metaphor for Torah is a tree. So the Maral in his introduction to uh, Pirkei Ovos, says, and he says it in in uh, the Memchaz Dvarim, where it says um, that one of the Memchaz Dvarim is Pilpul Hatalmidim. So the Maral says that, and I'm sorry, it's based on a Gemara, the Gemara says, why is Torah called Eitz? Ma Eitz. Very strange metaphor for, for wood, for trees. Torah is like, I understand Torah is like fire, Torah is like water. Torah is like a tree, I think we would have associated it with many things, and we're going to in a few minutes. Uh, a tree gives fruit, a tree has roots, a tree has many branches... But the metaphor that in order to start a campfire, you can't put a match to a big log. You got to create little twigs. Okay, that's a that's a bit of a strange, a bit of a strange metaphor. The other exact the other place where the maral explains why to- Eitz Chaim he, why is Torah called an Eitz, because an Eitz has roots, and a tree with good roots can never be uprooted. I mean, if you see pictures of hurricanes, sometimes the houses get blown away before the palm trees. When you have real strong roots, you don't get blown away so fast. So says the Maral Torah is not something that is subject to hurricanes. Meaning the Torah is eternal. It doesn't get blown away. No force from the outside, as we've seen over the millennia, Torah never gets blown away. It's always rooted. And that's part of the metaphor for Torah being a tree. So let's try to compare, put put a few of these pieces together. We'll see a few more divrei chazal about trees, and then see what that has to do with us. Because if it says that ki adam eats hasadeh, so we're talking to you. And we've got to figure out how you behave like a tree. So one of the Gemorras is, li'il We say to a fruit tree, lama kolchem holich. Why don't you make a lot of noise? When the wind blows in a fruit tree, Doesn't make a lot of noise. When a wind, when wind blows in what's called a, a tree with lots of leaves but no fruit. There's lots and lots of leaves but there's no fruit on it. So when a tree blow, when a wind blows through a fruit tree, it doesn't make a lot of noise. When it blows through a tree with lots of leaves, it makes a lot of noise. We don't need to broadcast. See, the tree with no fruit has to let people know he's around. So when the wind comes, he has to broadcast a lot of noise. We don't have to make any noise, right? Eli Srak, Lama Kolchen Holech, right? you got to remember that we're here. A fruit tree, the fruit testifies that it exists. Right? So you can already see a metaphor here to a person, a person with lots of fruit, and again the fruit here is Torah and Midos, doesn't have to broadcast himself. It's the person who's empty, And I believe the phrase is that the uh, empty barrel makes the most noise. So we're saying that fruit trees don't need to make noise because they have something of value that testifies about themselves. So, the Marawa on the Mishnah. Impirke Avos. Uh, Yeah. So the Mishnah says like this. Kol shechach maso merubim Masov, a person whose wisdom his chachma, his understanding his knowledge is more than his actions meaning he knows more than he does his ideas don't necessarily translate into action lamahu what's he compared to elon like a tree here we go sha'anafav merubim his branches are multi- are, are very n- numerous Sharashav muatim, but the roots he has very, not very many roots. So of course, what happens when a big wind comes along? We just said that it was the reason why these huge trees were not blown away is because their roots are deeply rooted in the ground. But a person who has great ideas but doesn't behave uh, according to his ideas, he's like a tree that enough of merubin sharashav muatim What happens when the wind comes? O it just uproots it and turns it upside down. Okay, And it brings a proof text. But when your actions exceed your knowledge you don't have a lot of branches, you don't have a lot of leaves, but Sharosha Marubin, but you have very strong roots. All the all the winds in the world can come. And it brings a proof text. So we have this idea now. What what we're we're already in the world of trees and branches and roots, and we're talking about chachma and ma'isu. So says the Marao that man is basically a physical entity. Physical entity is represented by the earth. All right, by by the ground. Our intellect, that's already something that's beyond that. So the morale says that the foundation, the thing that roots us, is our actions, because that's our physical. The ideas they're very abstract, they're not rooted in anything. Okay, so when you have good ideas and everything, but they're not rooted in action they are not very stable. They are very unstable. And your actions, your mitzvot, they have to be the root, and only then can we say your ideas. See, your ideas have to have an anchor. And your actions, when you have a foundation, through your actions you can lead to greater clarity. The moral compares it to to the tree with good roots, eventually what will those roots produce? Eventually those roots will produce fruit. But if you have lots of ideas, lots of fruit on the tree, but there aren't very deep roots, it's very easily blown away. The metaphor here is that if you have lots of ideas and hashkafas and philosophy, but you're not walking your talk, you're not implementing what you know to be true, then your ideas are going to be very, very Ephemeral, very vulnerable. But when you have solid behaviors, so then that, just like a tree, the roots can enable more fruit to grow. You can get more and more clarity from, on your ideas when, when they're, when they're, they start from action. That's your roots. And again, the moral says, because you're a physical being, at the end of the day, you're physical. And therefore, the real thing about you, is your actions, your mitzvos, your midos? Because that's what you are. You don't have midos and mitzvos in your your the, your neshama. Doesn't do mitzvos. Please realize that right, your neshama doesn't have midos. It's all in your physical, and therefore you have to have roots in your physical, and then that can help your neshama and your philosophy grow. And then the moral says an amazing thing when it says, "Adam eats asade." Well, when we look at a tree, so there are roots, and there's fruit. The roots are in the ground, and the fruit is above. Says the Maral, man is an ilan hafuch. Man is, again, it's another dimension, almost the opposite of what we're saying, but you have to know how to put it together. Man is like an inverted tree, because the roots of the tree are in the ground. But man, the root of man, is his neshama. The root of man is above. And that's really the root of the human being. And that comes from above. And then what do we say about our body? You have hands, you have legs. Those are the branches of the tree that do all the things, that produce. Because at the end of the day, what produces? What produces the fruit... The fruit is your actions. So, just like a tree, he says, Eits Shorsho lamata because the tree gets its nourishment from the ground. But where do we get our nourishment from? We get our nourishment from heaven. So we have to understand that our we, we're being nourished from above and that has to translate into action. That's our fruit with our branches and our leaves. And that's our hands and our Legs and all of the actions that we do. So the Mara wants to call us an inverted tree. We have to realize where our roots, where do our roots get nourishment? So on the one hand we said yes that the man has to be rooted in his actions, but where does the nourishment from the man, for man come from? It comes from above. And just like the roots of a tree are, the nourishment comes from the ground. So the Mara wants to say we're an inverted tree. When we talk about the idea of We have to look at all of the little things. You want to have a big fire? You got to start with little twigs. You want to accomplish a lot? You got to start with the small things. Look at a tree. The tree starts. Go out now. Now is about the time. I mean, it could be a little bit, but you haven't seen it yet. You're going to see the buds flowering. It's beautiful. But of course, that's just the beginning. You, it starts as little buds and flowers and it slowly grows into little pieces of fruit and you want to let it grow and grow and grow. Somebody who, we mentioned this I think in the schmooze before is that uh, if you look at those gorgeous cherry blossoms unbelievable cherry blossoms and you want to grab them and put them in your house cut them off and put them in your house you just destroy the tree. But you've got to realize what's coming. Delayed gratification Agriculture in general is delayed gratification. That's why it says emuna, right? Vayayi techa vayayemunat chosen Yeshua chachma vedat which represents the sixth sidre mishnah. Emuna says the Gomorrah is seder zroyim. It says Tosvos, because a farmer has to have lots of emuna. He he throws valuable seeds into the ground and he expects it to grow. That's emuna. He believes that the, that nature is going to actually work, controlled by God. So growth is very slow. You want, you want it to happen fast, it doesn't happen. Trees produce fruit very slowly. And they're very vulnerable. We had a number of years ago, there was a frost for three days in the Golan. And the entire avocado crop was wiped out. Cause those were the three critical days where the flowers are turning into little buds and the frost killed it all off. So sensitive. So every little thing can, can make, can make a big difference. So you've got to realize that when you're trying to grow and you're trying to plant seeds and there are buds and you want to have that grow into fruit, you got to have patience. You got to know every little thing can make a big difference. Just like a frost can destroy a crop, something that you do in your growth, can destroy the whole growth. It's, it's, it's really quite scary. And even if it doesn't destroy it, the quality of the fruit is compromised. Mara also says that if the fruit of the tree is not a, not very good, the tree is worthless. You see the quality of the tree from the fruits that it produces. And if we say that, the quality of the person is manifested by the fruit that it produces. And what is your fruit? Your fruit is Torah. Your fruit is mitzvos. Your fruit is midos. Your fruit is your behavior. There's another aspect. Counterintuitive, if you understand agriculture. So you see a tree... And it's got lots and lots of buds. And a good farmer comes along and he basically plucks off many of the buds. Because every bud is going to turn into fruit. And if I've got an apple tree that has a hundred buds, it could produce a hundred apples. But you know what? The tree doesn't have enough real strength to produce a hundred big, good apples. So that the energy that the tree has is going to be distributed among a hundred apples. Each apple going to be a nebuch. <laughs> so the farmer comes along and he starts plucking off. It's called pruning. He cuts off branches and he knocks off buds so that there's only 30 buds left. He cuts off, that's called pruning a tree. You prune a tree, now is the time to prune the tree. You don't want so many branches. Because if there's so many branches, you're going to have so many buds, and so many buds, is going to be so much fruit. And every little fruit's going to be nebuch. So you have to prune, so that you you're putting all of the energy of the tree into a smaller number of apples. And then the apples are amazing. Well, that's a metaphor for you. When you try to do everything and you're all over the place, you're like a tree that just is, the the branches, again, you you have to know this, go look at the trees that are growing wild as opposed to trees that are in um, uh, orchards. You will see they are pruned down, they are shaped perfectly, they cut away tons of branches because they don't want buds to come out on so many branches. You have to prune your actions. You have to know that you can't do everything. And if you're all over the place, the fruit you produce is going to be compromised. The language of the Maral ain't pri rayotse min shorish tove. There's no such thing as a good rooted tree producing lousy fruit. It's only the lousy trees that produce lousy fruit. No lousy tree can produce good fruit. So you have to know what your roots are. And you have to know what you're trying to accomplish. What's the difference between a tree and other growth, uh, other agricultural products? So let's start from the bottom. You know, there are four uh, categories of things. There's domain, inanimate objects, those are the rocks and the stenders. Then there is tzomeach, things that grow, like the tomatoes. And there is chai, things that are alive, like the donkeys. And then there is medaber, the human beings. Each one builds on the other. Rocks don't grow. Tomatoes, they grow. But why are tomatoes different than donkeys? Because the tomato grows and then it's over. Okay? Well, let's now talk about the difference between tomatoes and apples. I'm using apples as a metaphor for fruit. So, the tomato, it grows... But after it grows and you cut it off, what's left? Nothing. It doesn't renew itself. The power of a tree, the power of a tree is that it renews itself. The fruit coming from a tree, the tzomeach of a tree is very different than the tzomeach of a tomato. So you want your yourself, Your, your again, we're talking about Torah as a tree and you as a t- person as a tree. You want it to be renewable. You don't want it to be a one-shot deal. Again, and that requires a tree. You've got to tend to it. There's, I mean, there's a reason. One of the interesting things about of the fact you're not allowed to use uh, the fruit of the first three years of the tree, is because the first three years that a tree is, it produces lousy fruit. The fruit's no good. And in fact, farmers in the early years of the tree, they knock the buds off completely. They don't want the tree to produce any fruit because they're looking for the long term. Again, there's this idea of pruning. This idea of, you have to know what you're in for the long term, and how I devote my resources, your time. How are you devoting your resources? And if you try to do too much, you end up with nothing. And therefore, there has to be pruning. You have to really be focused on what you're trying to accomplish. Adam <inaudible> You have to look at yourself in the way that a tree exists, roots nourishment what are you trying to produce ask a farmer who has an orchard they 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 spend the whole year figuring out what are all the things we need to do to that tree that an, that a, a, an amateur would not have any idea what you're doing you would look at it almost looks counterproductive you have to really think carefully how do i maximize my fruit how do i build myself so that the fruit I'm going to produce and the going back for a minute to the Hagado. you have to know that it starts with those little branches you want to ignite a big fire you want to ignite a big fire so I'm going to right away put a match to that huge log because that's going to make a big fire and of course nothing happens you have to be ready to work with those small little twigs get them ignited don't, 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 you know, I think they call it a baseball shoot for the fences. Okay, so, I mean, you have the home run hitters who shoot for the fences. But I think, I don't know exactly, but I think that the, uh, the history is that the ones who shoot for the fences also have the highest strikeout. Rabbi, Rabbi Schoonmaker will fill us swing in on that. Huh? Swing for the fences. If they swing for the fences. What did I say? Shoot. shoot. Okay, swing for the fences, yeah. right. They have the highest strikeout level also. We want, we're, we shouldn't be swinging for the fences. We don't want to strike out. We want that reliable, consistent guy who hits the singles every time. Every time he gets up to bat, he hits the singles. Okay, I think that's why they have a slugging average and a batting average. We want to have a high batting average, not a slugging average. Okay? And so you've got to know that step by step, the little things, know where you're going, don't try to accomplish everything at once, and think about how a tree grows, roots, roots, fruit, leaves, nourishment, branches, and remember what the Maral says. The nourishment comes from above. That's where you get nourished, and that has to translate down into all of the things you do. (laughs) Happy (laughs) Tubishvah.